Chapter 3 The Wolf It's that time again. The wolf wants out. The wolf needs to stretch their legs. The wolf needs to run, to howl, to hunt, and to do all the things that I, Olivia, think about doing from time to time. But what I, Olivia, cannot do. The wolf is me. So what I'm really saying is that I want to be the wolf again. Just like the seasons must change from one to the next in an endless cycle, so too must I change. When I was younger, there was a clear present and a conscious distinction between the wolf and me. But now there is no such barrier. It's funny how things change over time as we all experience new things and grow into becoming who we are meant to be. When I was younger, I used to think of the wolf as a curse. But after everything that we have been through together, there is no doubt in my mind that the wolf and me are meant to be. I thought the wolf was dead. I was... I was distraught beyond measure. I was, I was shocked to be human again after ten years. And I was, I was sad. But then, one year after I returned home to my daughter, I discovered to my utter delight that they, the wolf, was still alive and still inside me. And I must admit to feeling happier than I could ever put into words. So, that night... After school, after dark, and under the shine of a full moon, standing naked in the forest of Chantry Woods, not far from my new house. As Melissa slept peacefully, without a care in the world, there I stood, Olivia Jessica Hunter. And from within me, and for the first time in a long time, here they came. Here came the wolf. From the instant that I knew I was the wolf again, I was so overcome with emotion that I wanted to cry. Because I felt complete again. Because I felt so unbelievably and indescribably happy. Because I was the wolf. And the wolf was me. I jumped around. I ran through the forest. I stopped. And then I took a long intake of breath so that I could fully taking every one of the infinite number of smells and aromas that I sensed all around me, some of which I recognised, and some that I didn't. And then I lifted up my head to the moon and the stars above, and I howled loud and long into the air. I was in a state of complete and utter ecstasy. I felt free and unbounded. I felt like I could do anything. I didn't know what I was going to do while I was the wolf, but selfishly perhaps, I did feel this powerful urge, this powerful instinct to hunt. Since I first became the wolf more than 25 years ago now, I'd become an extremely effective hunter. And I had over time honed my instincts at hunting and killing another animal to an art. 
As Olivia, I do recognise and I do believe that every living thing has a right to live and should not be killed for no reason. However, as the wolf, I know and I understand why death is a natural and necessary act of life. Having lived the life I have lived as the wolf for so many years now, I can tell you that sometimes the old saying, kill or be killed, is one of the most accurate descriptions of nature at its wildest. I'm not proud that I'm a killer, but I did what I had to do when I had to do it. Perhaps that is me being simplistic and attempting to justify and normalise the act of killing another living thing. If so, then that is not my intention. But there is no other way that I could be who and what I'm supposed to be if I cannot justify, at least to myself, why I do, why I have done what I have done. After all, I've not only killed animals... I've killed people too, but those who I killed deserve to die for what they did, and of that fact I am certain. I was the wolf all night long, and I loved every minute of it. It was just before sunrise, the next morning when I changed back into my human form and I found myself kneeling on the forest floor and naked from head to toe. Unfortunately, I had changed back very close to where I had left my backpack of clothing hanging from the branch of a tree shortly before I had changed into the wolf. I retrieved my backpack, and as quickly as I could, I changed back into my clothes. After I was fully dressed again, I reached into my backpack and I took out my mobile phone to check whether I had received any calls and messages while I had been indisposed. However, I hadn't received anything at all. When I looked at the time and I realised that it was 5.30am right now, I knew that I still had sufficient time to get home and clean myself up before Melissa woke up and discovered that I was not there and had not been there all night long. Even by foot, our new home was 15 minutes away at most from where I was, but I was tired, very tired. And, to be honest, I had no idea how I was going to make it through a full day of school without falling asleep. I knew that I was going to have to call in and tell work that I was sick or something, because even though I didn't feel that bad at that moment, I knew that by midday I was going to be asleep at my desk and being woken up by my class of students throwing all manner of things at me to get me to wake up. I walked home, and when I reached home and I opened the front door, I immediately took off my clothes again until I was only wearing my underwear, and then I took out my phone from my backpack and I called into work, and I left a message on the school's voicemail service informing them that I've been up all night sick, and I unfortunately will not be able to make it into work today. Regrettably, Miss Olivia Hunter. Not a complete lie, seeing as I had genuinely been up all night. And then I climbed into bed and I laid under the covers and as I looked up at the ceiling of my bedroom I sighed and I smiled with both tiredness and contentment, not to mention with relief, with happiness and with joy also, because I had just come back from being the wolf again. 
after so long and I felt so it felt so amazing so enlivening so incredible and I could not wait for the next time because I loved being the wolf <laughs>